Hello and welcome to another episode of Transcontinental Overload. I'm Stephanie, your host, back from a summer in Europe and kind of ready for my first fall season here in New Jersey. So yes, this is my first episode in absolute ages. I know it's been a minute, so thank you so much for being here. Uh, I know what it's like when a podcast just goes radio silent and um, yeah, I really appreciate the loyalty. I have been pretty busy as for those of you who are new on here, I recently moved from Texas to New Jersey and you know, if you're an expat or even if you have just moved within your own country, you know, moving is takes a lot of time and energy and it it all got a little bit too much for me. Um, I don't really want to go into detail on here, but if you are interested in finding out what's um, what's been happening, then please feel free to head on over to my blog. I've written a blog post about it and I'll put the link in the show notes. Recording today's episode has been such a treat for me. I'm talking to Alex, originally from Houston, Texas, who moved to Germany nine years ago and now lives near Munich with her German husband and her brand new baby son. You know how much I love talking to people who live in places that I know. It just makes me feel so connected. And of course, Alex lives in Bavaria, my old home turf, but she also lived in Austin where she went to college. So we have that in common, too. We talk about lots of differences between US and German cultures, but also about the weird and fascinating similarities between Texas and Bavaria, which is one of my favorite subjects to talk about. Anyway, without further ado, here she is. Listen to Alex's story. So welcome, Alex, to Transcontinental Overload. I'm really excited to have you on here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're a new mom, so congratulations. This thank is, you, thank you. I feel you. honored that you're taking time off um, to, to do this interview, but also probably a nice nice little break to... Yeah, ha- happy things. happy to yeah think about other things and, and have an adult conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for the <laughs> chance. <laughs> um, I'm also really excited because you are in my old hometown you're in Munich so I always really enjoy talking to people from back home even though it's it's been a while for me but um yeah it just adds a little something I feel kind of connected to home just by talking to you so it's it's really nice for me I I hope I can help you feel connected and you also lived in in one of my towns Austin so we have that in common so yeah I I kind of to chat about it it's that it's that that Texan Bavarian connection, I think, which I feel is very strong. Um, we might be we might talk about that, but um, yeah. And then I left Texas. I really wanted to get you on there while I was still in Texas, but wasn't meant to be. But, um, so anyway, <laughs> we're here now. But so yeah, you're in Munich. Um, how did that come about? How um, does a girl from Texas end up in Munich? Yeah, great question. And where to begin? So, mm-hmm. um, oh, we have time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm originally from Houston, and then I did my bachelor's degree in Austin. And when I was living in Austin, I started traveling Europe with some friends in the summers. And there was something about Munich. I couldn't put my finger on it at the time, but I really, at the time, was saying there's something in the air. I just love it there. I want to live there. 
And so when I was thinking about what to do after school, I um, discovered au pairing and I decided to do an au pair year since I didn't want know what I wanted to do after my studies anyway. Um, but I did not quite make it to Munich there. I ended up in Karlsruhe um, okay. with my au pair family. Um, and I spent a year there and really loved living in Germany. And during that time, I also discovered that actually I could do a master's degree in Germany for, well, what is basically free when you compare it to the oh, U.S. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. System. Um, and that's kind of where I, I got my ticket to Munich. So I looked at the universities in Munich and I found a master's program that suited me really well, which was studying um, technology management. And so I applied there and then I moved to Munich. Um, that was 2014. Um, and kind of the rest is history. So after my studies, got a job, met my husband, now a child, a German child, who will also be American. Um, so uh, yeah, I've been in Germany 11 years now. Oh, wow. And yeah. <laughs> So it's it's very normal. It's not as exciting as it was in the beginning, but I'm kind of excited for the conversation today because it'll make me reflect on, I don't know, some of these funny yeah. um, intercultural moments. Oh, yes. I, I bet there, there are plenty. And uh, but I mean, it sounds like you you had you had a strong connection to Germany to start with. So, I mean, out of curiosity, it's sometimes, you know, people, Americans travel Europe after school or during their you know break from school and uh Germany is not always on the map I think I've, I always feel like people go to Italy or Greece and um and the UK as well so but Germany is not necessarily on the map how how did you um make the decision to go to Germany or Munich for that matter? yeah yeah um good question and I'm trying to remember my exact thought process at the time but I do recall a couple of things um because Italy and Spain and um all of these countries were so fun to travel mm -hmm. but I couldn't quite imagine living there it mm -hmm. felt like a maybe too big of a change to me mm -hmm. and also with the language I did not I mean I studied Spanish <laughs> in school like like most Texans yeah. yeah um but it was somewhere where I felt I could live without being isolated for not speaking mm -hmm. the language and that was really important when I was thinking about going somewhere for a year I knew I wasn't going to pick up a language for a year and okay now it's 11 but that was not my <laughs> intention initially and so I think um Yeah, that it was kind of a new culture mm -hmm. um, with a new language. So I also had scratched English-speaking countries off the list, but I yeah, didn't want to feel isolated. And I thought kind of like the standard of living was a little closer to what I was used to. And um, But yeah, I could still learn a new culture and language mm -hmm. and um, feel at home and still like make friends and go so out. So it sounds like you did come kind of with a view to spend more time to not just vacation and, you know, have fun and then go back to the US, but you you kind of had that, well, who knows where I'm going to end up because I want to find out what I want to do. Was it kind of like that? 
So I might spend more time. Kind of. I did think I would go back to the U.S., but I didn't know what I was going to do. So I was exploring, for example, law school Mm -hmm. just because I didn't know what else to do. Um, So I kind of, yeah, I I was definitely in a limbo. I would Mm -hmm. say that kind of post-graduation, what do I do with my life? Yeah. yeah. And um, and then what made you while you were in, in Karlsruhe with the, with the family, um, do, what, what made you then go for a master's or kind of look into that side of things? Well, I think it's because I was looking at studying, but it was more that I was having such a great time. I didn't want it to end. And mm-hmm. Karlsruhe has a big university too. And mm-hmm. most of my friends that I'd made were studying there. And they kept telling me, yeah, but why don't you study? It's free. And I was like, no, it's free because you're German. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, no, it's it's free for everyone. And then I ended up on this, um, I think it's the DAAD mm-hmm. website and kind of looking up programs and educating myself on what possibilities there were for me to stay and study in Germany. And yeah, sure enough, there were like plenty of, of master's programs in particular where you could study in English and pay at least at the time I was paying I think like 112 euros per semester oh it's it's crazy it's completely ridiculous compared to what you what you pay in in other countries um so and and actually this the the DAAD and I'm I'm going to put the link in the show notes because that's a great resource and um that's a, the German university exchange program something like that but mm-hmm. rough translation can't think of a better one at the top of my head but um I think it's something that well more people are becoming aware of now but uh, not uh, so long ago people didn't really know about this being able to actually go and study somewhere else because you know it's Germany so you think I don't speak German I can't go to school there but there you can and there are ways and so yeah well how how was your German at that point did you have to take any exams or so my German at that point was pretty bad probably because the first year I was in Germany I didn't take it very seriously because I thought I'll only be here a year and when am I going to use German and you know every excuse all of the the foreigners use yeah it's a tough language to to pick up anyway yeah. I think yeah, and I kind of used this excuse for probably longer than I, I should have. Um, and then in university, I could take German classes mm-hmm. as part of the curriculum. So I did do that there. But I found for me, at least the classroom environment was not the right way to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think you it's so focused on grammar, for example, and actually what you need to speak is a vocabulary. <laughs> At the end of the day, the grammar can, mm-hmm. I don't know, come later, you can be understood without it. And so um, I found yeah, other ways to <laughs> pick up um, words and just learn to communicate and um, be on my own. But even today, still, I wouldn't call myself fluent, I can get around just fine. But it's not my language of choice. <laughs> so much. Any stretch of the well, it's that, that's the the trouble, isn't it, with uh, with German because it takes so long to to build the vocabulary and then to be brave enough to to you know because I always feel like with with English you can form sentences really quickly so you can kind of make basic conversation but with with German it's just you have to have a lot of knowledge before you even open your mouth and that's 
that's a really tough one. I'm I'm always really glad that I didn't have to learn it as a foreign language. So I I always feel for people who have and admire people who who've picked it up and stuck with it. It's intimidating. I mean, I just gave birth in German, which I I feel like is a milestone of its own. You kind of pick up a vocabulary in all of these different mm -hmm. scenarios. Mm -hmm. And now I have the pregnancy vocabulary, so you, which you, I didn't you, have before. So you probably don't really have that in in English, right? <laughs> so that that's how I felt because I I gave True. birth I True. gave birth to my children in the UK, and I I feel like I lack I lack all the German terms for everything and. Yeah, true. I didn't think about it that way, but I, I bet there are some some terms I wouldn't be able to translate yeah. well. Yeah, we become masters of of things that we never thought we would. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All sure. all these interesting experiences mm -hmm. abroad, especially in other languages, I think that always adds to it. Yeah. Anything you can think of? Yeah. Uh, well, one of the funny things I remember is when I, it was really, I think my first year in Germany and um, I was out to eat, I think at a winery or something. And the menu was all in German and um, I wanted a salad. So I saw Wurstsalat on the menu and in my head, I was like, okay, it's a salad with meat with Wurst on it. Um, and of course the, the salad <laughs> comes and it's sliced up bologna and a vinaigrette with no no lettuce in sight no Definitely. green anywhere in sight <laughs> um and so that was uh, a shock but you know sometimes that's also how you learn um <laughs> learn what things are <laughs> so i always feel like it's you you don't realize what you don't know or you don't realize how <laughs> yeah, exactly things that you take for granted are just not the same so basically you you fell in love with germany and kind of wanted to live there before you met your husband so that's yes. that's kind of because very often you know people move to another country because they fell in love with someone from that country or they decide to move there together or something like that so Let's let's come to the fun part. How how did you um, how did you meet your husband? Um, so we met at work. So same employer, and um, we just happened to be in the same meeting um, that day. And I thought, oh, I've never seen this guy before. He's cute, but I'm sure he's married or in a relationship, whatever it is. So I tried not to get too excited about him, um, but then. Um, we actually ran into each other on the subway one day and he was kind of flustered. And so I thought, okay, maybe, maybe there's something there. And he was asking me all of these questions, like, how long are you here? And, um, oh, but you're on an expat contract. And I was like, no, no, I live here. I'm on a local contract. And, um, it was kind of like taking him a while to, <laughs> navigate and pick up that no I'm an American that actually lives here in Germany um and so yeah we um I actually had just turned 30 and I was having a birthday party coming up so mm -hmm. I invited him to my birthday party <laughs> which was um definitely like throwing him in the cold water because there were a lot of people there um but yeah the rest is, is history so um, we met at work and we still work at the same place, but luckily don't have any interaction actually at 
at work. So it was really a fluke mm -hmm. that we were in the same meeting. Um, but yeah, so not not anything too cute, just the classic work story. But but it it sounds like he um by asking you all this about you know your long term plans. I mean. <laughs> that's kind of going quite deep right right at the beginning yeah, it's true <laughs> yeah retrospectively it's like okay like where you are already this planning is... our life together we haven't even met outside of work though. it's kind of uh, uh the, I mean Germans have that reputation to um kind of go deep early on and um not you know that kind of small talk superficial thing doesn't really doesn't really exist um to the same extent that it that it doesn't in, in this country so yeah it does, doesn't surprise me at all yeah even this like dtr define their relationship in germany it's just kind of like you're together and no one really discusses it and for me at one point oh, i yeah. mm -hmm. actually his birthday was shortly after mine and mm -hmm. so i was going to his party and i kind of said okay you know who am I to your friends? And for him, it was such a non-question. Like, mm -hmm. of course you're my girlfriend. I'm like, well, I didn't know I was your girlfriend. We haven't discussed this. I haven't um, said, yes, I want to be <laughs> your girlfriend. That's such a, yeah, let's talk about that um, d dating. Like you said, it's kind of a, the, the US culture of meeting someone. And then while you kind of get to know each other, you're still also seeing other people right and then it's like you said it's this official okay well are we going to the next level now are we going to be exclusive and it's just this concept just doesn't it's just very very different in in Germany so I can imagine that if you're not aware of it and that's that goes for for him as well he might not have realized that you were waiting for some official I think we should be boyfriend and girlfriend now. And he probably just, it's just, yeah, just natural progression with it doesn't need any, any words or any kind of label. But um, how, so how did you bring that up? Um, I think I was so aware of it at this point. I'd been in Germany long enough that I kind of knew like, okay, even I think I knew the answer, but I still also wanted him to be culturally aware enough of my culture to understand yes. that, yeah. hey, this is, for me, an important conversation mm -hmm. to have and kind of put that out there mm -hmm. early. Um, and I'd also like learn from other relationships, like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, clear the air here. Because it's true, like you said, in the US, typically people would like cast a wider net. So see what all the fish they can grab and then like pick one for dinner. And here mm -hmm. it's just like you catch your fish and you have it for dinner until you don't want to anymore. I don't know. So yeah. it's um, it's a little bit different. I do think the app culture has kind of changed the, the dating culture here. So, I mean, what I hear from my single friends and stuff, it is a, a little different. But I would say that, like, quote, milestones have way more importance in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So kind of hitting these, like, markers that make you feel like your relationship is progressing. Whereas here, people will date for 10 years and, like, maybe have a child and, like, not care that much mm -hmm. about the marriage or, I don't know, like, the dog or whatever mm -hmm. step that people um, take in the U.S. Whereas, yeah, the U.S. is kind of more normal like milestone trajectory that everyone's like trying to check 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 okay now we can move to the the next <laughs> step 
Yeah. And it's kind of makes for different conversations, I think, in the different cultures. And it always amazes me how cultures that are essentially very similar sort of share the same values more or less you know compared to other cultures and yet some things are just so different so it's it's really interesting I'm finding that now with uh, because I have teenage uh teenage daughters and the way they handle their relationships it's just yeah it's just different to me to to how what what I'm used to so it's really it's really interesting to see because I can see them growing up in in an American culture and they're influenced by that and and yet they also have my story and my influence in there as well. So they know what it's like in other, in, like in Germany, for example. And for them, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. I love all those, those kind of deceptive, yeah, the, deceptive like, differences. culture and stuff. I could oh, probably, God, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, we could have a whole like podcast, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. And it, yeah. It's, it's, that's a, it's a really interesting thing I'm I'm my niece is planning um um high school year in the US this is something that a lot of German kids actually do they spent they go to high school in another country for a year um or you know six months or something and so I'm I really hope she'll do it just because I'm so curious to hear about her experience and how she perceives it yeah I kind of got the view because when I was au pairing actually one of the kids was older and he went to the mm -hmm. US Mm -hmm. um so he had brought back his experiences from minnesota oh wow um, which was really fun to to hear about and it was actually a true exchange so the kid from minnesota came to germany so it was yeah very cool to witness and at the time i also thought like wow i can't believe you send your you know 15 year old or 16 year old mm -hmm. away for a year like they're so young and yeah, uh, yeah. that was my my very american <laughs> Um, yeah because in Germany there's way more freedom for for kids and kind of independence mm -hmm. building I yeah. would say yeah that'll that'll that's another interesting um observation and it's probably you'll have that experience as your son grows up um the way the the way you parent him and you probably will parent him in a more German way because of your environment but at the same time you have your American values as well that you so that would be a really interesting maybe we'll do another one in a few years yeah, time we, we, and see what um because you it's one of those things you don't really think about when you move uh, to another country and another culture how your local environment will affect you and your you know your, your way of doing things Oh, yeah. I mean, even when I showed up as an au pair, I kind of was like, okay, you know, what are the rules here mm -hmm. in this household? You know, what are we kind of enforcing? And they mm -hmm. they kind of said, I mean, granted, they already had four kids, so they kind of relaxed, <laughs> I would say, in the parent department. But they said, oh, no, like, whatever, you know, you feel is right. And it's like, huh, really? <laughs> because I was just so used to, okay, like, growing up with mm -hmm. kind of boundaries and, and structure and um maybe it's also because the U.S. is less safe I would say so um it's you know I wasn't like allowed to go to the mall alone mm -hmm. as like a kid yeah. like it was a big milestone when I was allowed to go to the mall alone and here you see I don't know a six-year-old on the subway alone and it's pretty shocking if you're yeah. coming from a city where you would never even set foot on public transit um so but it's like why sure. why is that is it 
it's sometimes it's like you know chicken and egg situation it's like why I've, I've always wondered um it's like if you like Germany I, I remember my my niece going on a, a trip with her like preschool she was like two and they would take they would go away for a few days and that's totally normal and they just deal with it and so the kids grow up with this sense of independence and that you know and and also I know is it the they they just learn to follow rules early and you don't have to worry or and why is it that here you can't send your kids out and it's it doesn't feel safe what what is it it's Hmm. I don't know. I think it's the. I mean, partially it's the media and the stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're real things. That well, I mean, happen. that's the same. I mean, there's all these right? I mean, famous it's... kidnappings. You know, don't get in the car with a stranger. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's true, but I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's because I'm less like tuned into the news here, but I do mm -hmm. feel like these kind of fear stories of like what could happen are just. Mm. um yeah more frequent <laughs> um in in the u.s um I, I don't know i don't know i do even as a um like adult woman i do feel safer in munich than i would in like houston or austin even um like walking home alone at night mm -hmm. like this is probably not even something i would do in one of these cities yeah. and I'd also probably be in a car but you know I mean different scenario but I I feel like incredibly safe you know walking through the city um alone at night and even you know and growing up for when I'm home yeah. it's always like you know text me when you get home like someone's always kind of like making sure you you make it because there's always kind mm -hmm. of some like worry about something that could happen mm -hmm. um so that's also kind of like a something I just like don't take for granted here is like how safe I feel and it's also mm -hmm. when I think about like my son being older and, yeah. and going out I would yeah, I can, probably feel I can, I can see that, that he I, is safer I just still, I just here doing that too a general feeling is that because you have things happen everywhere and yet I don't know I mean we've I've had the like the, the experience that I've I've let my kids do things or felt very German in that oh yeah they they're old enough to do this and then stuff did happen and I was completely unprepared because I was like oh I I expect the kids to be like German kids you know it was really and it's not I don't even want to really generalize and say that all German kids are sensible and whatever but um it just felt I felt really like surprised that they didn't behave the way I expected them to to behave and it's it's a real kind of experience to go through where you're like okay yeah that's a different culture it's a different culture and you can't expect it to be the way you yeah oh I mean there's so many things I think we could like try to pin on it but yeah it, it's really um yeah it, it's it's really different it is really different mm -hmm. yeah what um what other differences have you have you observed like that are, that are really like they were really surprising I mean I guess you had some expectations of Germany and German culture but is there anything that really really surprised you hmm um I mean actually that was one of them is like the, the freedom um that that kids have um I mean the biggest difference to me like that I personally felt I guess is this 
like the free education and then next to that, like the social system with healthcare. Um, I was, I mean, especially in the U.S., like people like demonize the social <laughs> systems and, and what it would be like. But I've actually never had problems getting a doctor's appointment mm-hmm. or even seeing a specialist. Um, and the healthcare is incredible. Um, and to walk out um, of the hospital, like without a bill. <laughs> well, after after giving birth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like zero, 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 um, have paid nothing. Um, it's It just amazes me because in the US, it's really like, it's sad, you know, people have like cancers and terminal illnesses and there's like GoFundMe campaigns to make sure that like they and their families can stay afloat. And that's just not something that yeah. exists here because um, they're taken care of. I mean, my mother-in-law had cancer for like five years and underwent clinical trials and everything. and they didn't have to pay for this. And this is something that like can put your family under. So um, for me, even right now, like I'm electively in the public healthcare mm-hmm. system. So it could be privately insured and I even work <laughs> for a large insurance company. So it's actually kind of, some people would say it's crazy that I haven't moved um, to private insurance, but I really firmly like believe in the public healthcare system because yes, I'm paying a lot for my insurance out of my paycheck, but the fact that everyone has insurance and is taken care of, um, I think it yeah. just greatly like benefits society. And um, so I'm kind of like happy to support it, even though um, another big shock was like, definitely the taxes here on the, the, the negative end of shocks. Um, but you do at least like yeah. feel that you're you, you actually benefit from it and directly you can see um, the benefits. Yeah, this is a this is a never ending to- topic, I guess. <laughs> like all of them. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, is there any German cliche that was confirmed for you that? You know, anything where you were like, well, yes, here we are. This is exactly what I expected from Germany. Um, I would definitely say the car stereotype. So people, I mean, love their cars and um, the no speed limit on the Autobahn, or at least parts of it, people go crazy for. So now they're discussing actually putting in the speed limit and people are... Well, some people are really upset <laughs> upset about it. Um, so yeah, people really love their cars. For me, it was shocking that some people like might have a nice car in their home. It's not that nice um, because my priorities would be completely flipped. I'd much rather have like a nice apartment um, than a nice car. But here, it's it's yeah. There's a lot of um, yeah um, weight or. Yeah, given to um, the car, so mm-hmm. yeah, people people get um, really excited about about their cars. How do you find the speed the lack of speed limit? Um, How fast have you so have you I gone just yourself? got a car for <laughs> the first time since we had the baby, uh, or it's the first time I've owned a car, but I've had a license here for quite some time, but. Um, I think I've just breached mm-hmm. 200 kilometers an hour, whatever that is in, in miles per hour. Um, but it depends on the car because it's true. You can feel it. And so in like the cheap rental cars I get, you definitely feel 
200 and in our new car with a baby I have not reached <laughs> that speed um, but it's yeah definitely can be scary so you have to stay way out of the the left lane and um, it's even funny like learning the driving rules because I mean fortunately when I got my license here I could just transfer my one from Texas so I didn't have to do any education or test around the the German this is this is actually an, an interesting point because I think Texas and Germany have that mutual agreement. It's the same thing. If you move to Texas from Germany, you don't, you can just have, have it changed into a Texan license. Whereas mm. when I moved, I moved to California first, I had to do a whole test, including like written, practical, everything. But yeah, I, I was lucky Texas there because Germany well, one, that. it's so ridiculous yeah. that it's state by state, but um but yeah so I didn't have to do it but then also there's rules that you don't know so for example like even when I met my husband he would tell me stuff and I was like oh really I didn't know that and there's so many things like this um Rex for links like the right um car goes before the left car oh gosh because there's yes. intersections in Germany where there mm -hmm. are no traffic signs so you could have a four-way quote stop without any stop signs and you just have to yield to the car on the right but I didn't know this mm -hmm. I even even moving from um, California to Texas and then to New Jersey, I always try to read up on the the different rules because even even within the, the US, there's different rules. And um, yeah, I was kind of grateful that I had to take the test in California because I had to study the the California Highway Code and. Um, because you you sometimes you're just not even aware of differences until you get to that situation. And um, that potentially so dangerous. And again, it's the things you don't know that you don't know. <laughs> so exactly, ignorance is not an excuse for the law. That's what I always learned. No, absolutely. Up, but... but then I, I mean, it probably helps to have a German partner with a lot of these things because you, I think, in a an intercultural relationship, you always pick up on things that you might not pick up on if you were with someone from your, your own culture, even if you move somewhere else, you don't notice so much. But if it's if it's someone from that culture, you pick up on so much more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Anything that you've learned from each other, something that you've picked up from him or that he's picked up from you? Um, I mean, there. I would say mostly like small things, but we definitely appreciate each other's culture. So for example, for me, he's, like loves um, like barbecue now and like um, also like country music <laughs> he listens to like solely because <laughs> of me. So we have this like weird country music household in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> and he also, for example, was always like very European in how he dressed. So he likes dressing nice and um, getting dressed up. And mm -hmm. when the pandemic happened and we weren't going to the office, I noted how ridiculous it was that he doesn't have any loungewear like he was wearing like real pants at our house all day and I was like no you need some sweatpants like this is what people wear during home office so kind of like this athleisure loungewear mm -hmm. we had to um, adopt for me and then um, from him I kind of picked up like road biking and which like to me is like a very European <laughs> hobby um, of course people like do it in the U.S. but not even close to um, yeah as Texas, much. Texas not it's 
probably oh because it's too hot most of the year to to do it but um I guess growing yeah, up in Houston, bike friendly. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there is, there is that. I, I definitely notice it more here, and the the culture up here is much more, you know, bike friendly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but I, I, yeah. I mean, Bavaria is probably one of the best places to, to go biking. In. Oh, Bavaria is just the best, anyway. Oh, <laughs> so. What's your favorite thing about Bavaria? Oh, yeah, you know, I was I was going to say Germany, but let's let's say Bavaria. Um, definitely the location. So like the proximity to mm -hmm. the mountains and the lakes and just generally like where it's located in Europe. It's so central. So mm -hmm. driving to Italy is, um, for example, really close. Going skiing is very easy. Um, um, but then also I love that it's culturally rich. So um it really, it is like the Texas of Germany or yeah, Texas is the Bavaria of the US, however you want to say it. But for example, I love that um, when you come to Bavaria, you kind of expect to see people in this tract, these journals and lederhosen, and then you get here and it's not necessarily like that. But then, um, you know, once a year at the, mm -hmm. the Oktoberfest or the Volksfest, you, everyone's in it or for some special occasions. Um, and it's kind of the same in Texas. You expect everyone in the cowboy get-ups, Western wear, and you don't see it every day. But then when you do, it's kind of fun. And um, everyone in Bavaria thinks it's the best state. And I definitely <laughs> believe that too. And it's the same in Texas. Everyone's very proud of Texas. And yeah. Um, so I think there's also just these um, similarities and parallels that I can draw that like make me feel super at home. And I really can't like imagine living in another state anymore. I mean, I did live in Baden-Württemberg, which mm -hmm. was still south, though. So mm -hmm. um, I still got to benefit from a lot of like the southern um, yeah. things. But yeah, there's just um, I would definitely say, yeah, just the location. It's so beautiful. And you can really like enjoy nature um, mm -hmm. regularly. Yeah, and people people do. I I always love how um, all the ages are out on the on the roads in Germany. You you kind of see like young kids by themselves. You see you see very active older people out on their bikes, and I just I love that. It's uh, definitely part of part of the culture very much. But I I love that you you're saying the um, Texas is like the Bavaria of, of the US or yeah, Bavaria's like Texas in terms of the culture and it's definitely something I resonated with completely when we were in Texas just when you know people and it's not even that the maybe the cultures are similar but the fact that there's that pride and that I'm Texan before I'm American yes sort of mentality where a lot of people a lot of americans struggle with and they kind of like oh the texans they just think they're special and whatever it's it's and i could completely understand where that you know how that happened and that attitude because i felt like the bavarians are exactly the same it's that yeah. no this is and and the also the like the you know the cowboy boots and all that you do see that i mean people wear boots and it's not ironic or in any way kind of being dressy or dress up playing dress up no this is just part of and this is 
you know, you wear it with pride. Wardrobe and, standard. And yeah. it's, yeah. And I just, because when I first moved there, I was like, oh my God, is this really, you know? And then I realized it's exactly the same. And when, when, you know, I got to, to Germany and there's a, some festival or Oktoberfest or whatever, and people get out all their, their special clothing for that. And it's, it's not meant to be a, like, oh, I'm just doing this ironically. It's no, it's just, it's the way it, it is and people enjoy showing it all off and I love that yeah do you have a do you own a, a dindle yes actually a couple and I'm thinking do I need a new one this year um no it, it's um it's so fun to to wear them and it's very flattering <laughs> so you feel super beautiful um in them and I mean I, yeah. I love the the fest season so yeah. I I get really into it for sure are you going to are you planning on going to Oktoberfest this year yes yes um I mean it's the first time in a few years I yeah. I guess everyone can debate how what a good idea it is <laughs> to yeah. have it since um for the listeners um people they call it the the Wiesengrippe which is basically like the Oktoberfest flu because everyone gets sick during Oktoberfest season anyway, um, before <laughs> before COVID, this was already a thing. So it will definitely be interested or interesting, but um, yeah, I, we already have a couple of tables booked and I'm oh, yeah, fantastic. pretty pretty excited to go. And we even have little Lederhosen for our, our babies. This, so. this was gonna be my next question. Does your son already have his first Lederhosen? He does. He, that- he had them before he was born. It was like the second I found out he was a boy, this was the, the first of, <laughs> purchase. Of course. And and what about your uh, tracht? <laughs> what about boots? Do you, do they all have cowboy boots? Does your husband have boots? Yes. Yeah, that was also, <laughs> I don't think it was the first time in Texas mm-hmm. because I was kind of actually telling him to hold off a bit that he should at least see how people wear them kind of, you know, get a feel for like what a cool boot is and how you can Mm -hmm. wear different boots. Um, But yes, now, now he does own them. (laughs) Fabulous. Yeah, I do too. I think I have about five pairs, I think. But I, oh, wow. That's more than I have. (laughs) I always liked them. Even like growing up in, in Germany, I had a real thing for them. So when I moved there, I was like, yes, now I'm going to indulge. <laughs> so, now I can wear them every day. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't go as far as wearing my dirndl with them, but uh, that would be... I, I thought about that, actually. I really did, because I was like, they'd be good, like, footwear, right? actually, with a dirndl, and, like, Absolutely. your feet would be protected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, on my, my old blog that doesn't exist anymore, but the, my really old one, um that was actually my logo was like a cartoon of mm-hmm. me in a dirndl with cowboy boots yeah well and it maybe... looked cute in the cartoon mm-hmm. I haven't tried it in real life but mm-hmm. maybe we should uh re-establish um, that uh, idea I kind of like it who knows yeah watch this space <laughs> <laughs> well um so you you're mentioning your blog do you um are you still active on it? And um, if so, where can people find you? Um, yeah, so I actually do have a new blog and I hope to blog more during my maternity leave, although mm-hmm. that hasn't really happened yet. We're still settling in a bit, but yeah, great um, idea. because I do have a lot of experiences that I actually just think are really helpful mm-hmm. um, for people. So um, that blog is called Duck Creek Street. Um, 
And then my yeah, Instagram handle is just a Butsy. Less less knowledge sharing there, more just random life life things. But and beautiful um, beautiful pictures of Bavaria. I I like to I love looking at your sites just to kind of go oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. I, I try to take pictures when we mm-hmm. get out of the the house, yeah. which is which is frequent enough in all fairness. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll put all the links in the show notes, and even if there's nothing you know happening with the blog yet, but who knows? You might at some point inspiration might strike, and you'll just sit down and yeah, exactly. The insp- I mean, the list of like ideas to mm-hmm. blog about is very long, so you know it's just. Yeah. just make make notes from time to time or you know I, I leave myself like voice memos where I'm if I have an idea or something and then I find these random notes to myself <laughs> like two years later that I like what the <laughs> hell was that <laughs> <laughs> So when you you say you you just really love where you are and the location of it and the beauty of it and all that but um and of course you know on Instagram everything always looks pretty and nice but um I'm sure there are moments where things are not so great and where you kind of miss home and miss things from home um is that is there anything that you really don't like about Germany or things that really annoy you sometimes where you're like why can't it be different um yes and in all fairness like it's things that annoy my like, husband too so um but for example um like the lack of digitalization um so so many things are still paper-based and for example our son was born almost a month ago and we still don't have his birth certificate which It's actually really annoying because it hampers us from doing like all sorts of other processes that we need to go through, like getting him passports so we can travel. And um, um, so, for example, this, you know, the hospital was like, yeah, just go online. So we went online and then the agency emailed us to mail things in. And we're like, why did we even start this process online? And I feel like this is just like a constant thing. And this kind of also feeds into sometimes in Germany, I just wonder like, do these businesses even want to make money? Like sometimes, I mean, this is like definitely my American perspective coming in, but like the opening hours are (laughs) so short. Um, Like if you're a working person, especially in Bavaria, the supermarkets close at eight. So it's Mm -hmm. like hard to get groceries sometimes. Like if you're at work and then have to commute home and then, I don't know, like pick up a kid on the way. I don't know. I mean, or you can, if you go to the gym after work, for example, like it's already eight o'clock like, and then you can't get groceries, which is a, yeah, a task that is kind of important. Um, or, or like the service culture is just mm-hmm. terrible. <laughs> this kind of also goes into, does anyone want to make money? Like it's, it's just, um, yeah, if you need any sort of customer service, it's mm-hmm. not the customer is always right or very friendly here. Um, these people hate their jobs and you you can feel that in, yeah. um, <laughs> in the call. So this is the kind of stuff that like can be hard, especially when you're a foreigner trying to speak 
the local language um, and if someone's rude <laughs> to you, it stings extra. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's extra like hurtful in a way because you don't know if it's like you like speaking the language poorly or if it's just them yeah. being like angry to be angry, you don't know. Um, mm -hmm. Those are just kind of like the, the things that come up more regularly, I would say. I think those those things there's whole blogs written about um you know rudeness of customer service and but um <laughs> yeah Germans are annoyed by that as well. So yeah. and then what do you miss what do you really miss about Texas or about the US other than customer service? Yeah. Um so the first thing I always do when I come home is um go get Tex Mex. So like fajitas, margaritas, chili con queso. Um, I just like love <laughs> Tex-Mex food. So um, and that's something good. I really miss. It's so good. I even I miss it up here as well. I totally miss yeah. It. It's true. I mean, even in other parts of the U.S., like you you can't get the same um, quality. Absolutely. And it's really a whole experience. Like Friday night at a Mexican restaurant. It's just oh, it's like people really always good. so dismissive of Tex-Mex and it's no it's really it's really good it's a real thing and if it's done well it's so good it's just yeah god yeah. my mouth is watering just <laughs> thinking about it yeah so that's like one of the big things and then another thing I miss is just like the space like I I like big houses and <laughs> bigger cars and stuff I just I think space is like really nice and if you've had it before and then have less space you you really notice Yeah. what's missing um so um yeah it's kind of a, a big adaptation to I don't know like live in closer quarters <laughs> also with your neighbors closer quarters um, mm -hmm. um it's very up close and personal <laughs> with the neighbors here in Germany sometimes um but um yeah and I also like miss the grocery stores like just kind of like these one-stop great shops in the U.S. where you can like get everything at the quality you want um shout out to H-E-B <laughs> um, oh yeah oh gosh yeah now I'm, now I'm starting to really miss it <laughs> um yeah. so those are just like I don't know it, it's mostly little stuff obviously like the people I miss too and I, and I think raising a child it will change a lot because there's so many things about my childhood that I revere probably um maybe more than I need to because I was like a child and I just have these great memories mm -hmm. but um I think also like one things I think I'll miss for our son are like school sports I think that's like a really cool part of like the U.S. Mm -hmm. culture is um playing on a team for your school and having your classmates root you on and also like summer camp I went to summer camp every summer and um for a month in the Texas hill you know, country and I, I just loved it you'll um, you'll end up sending your son to U.S. summer camp. I hope so, but I don't know if it works with like the summer school schedule because the summer oh, because is so much later here. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, I hadn't thought of that. That's true. Because in Bavaria, the, the, the summer, they just started last Yeah, week, exactly. Well. It, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like vacation here, here time it's, now. Yeah, it's back to school. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very yeah. True. Maybe it shifts. I don't know. You're going to have to, you're going to have to figure that out because I think that would be an amazing experience. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, but it's it's true. So you'll experience a lot of that. The if, when your own childhood memories come up that you want to share with with your son, and it, it's yeah, you have to you you're gonna find a way of 
doing that. Yeah. I think it's also like we can do the best of both worlds in a way. So it's kind of like this Christmaca experience. Like we just yes. blend the holidays and yeah. blend the cultures and yeah. try and pick what we love. Of, of yeah, both. So and, and, do that. and have the have the grandparents involved and, um, you know, in the in the whole cultural experience. I mean, God, I mean, I was I don't want to say I was annoyed, but um, I remember flying to, to Germany with my little ones and my parents would be there with the with the the pretzels holding the pretzels like the first thing they need to eat is a pretzel <laughs> like oh, okay so calm down <laughs> they will but now I kind of I can see how for my parents it's really important as well to kind of this is you know you need to this needs to be part of you as well it's not some strange tradition this is this is in you as well so I like with hindsight appreciated it much more so how, how have your parents taken to you living so far away? Have they been over to visit? Yes, um, they've been to visit and they really like it. And they like my husband too, which helps. So they, they feel better about me um, being here. But no, we, we have a pretty good rhythm. So we've been going to the U.S. twice a year or so. And it's great having the German vacation days uh, because we have time. Um, to make the trip and I hope we can continue that but yeah we've um, made it work pretty well um and yeah they have the view as long as I'm happy um that's what's most important so happy healthy all of those things then yeah absolutely. Um, it's but, uh, good but I definitely have to FaceTime frequently that's that's mm -hmm. the rule so especially now that the baby's here daily FaceTimes <laughs> oh yeah I'm absolutely so what about your husband? When when did he, when was the first time he went, he came with you to the US? Um, that's actually a good story because we actually couldn't go to the US with him for a while because of COVID, because he was not allowed in when we were not married. Um, oh, oh, yes. I forgot that, like the early COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it was actually in place for a over a year, mm. this rule that um, yeah. foreigners were not allowed to enter the US. And we were um, planning, or we were engaged, and we were planning to marry um, with our wedding in May 2021. Um, yeah, <laughs> your face says it all. Yeah, so that didn't happen. But so we decided actually to do our civil wedding um, earlier so that he could come to the US um, with me because marriage to an American citizen was an exception for entry. Um, so we did the civil wedding and then finally, finally, after our wedding ultimately didn't happen because in May 2021, there were still very strict rules, at least here in Bavaria. Um, we got to go to the U.S. in June of 2021 and it was a whole, like, we did, we tried to do it all so so that was his first time in texas yeah and we were married at this at this point so none of my most of my friends except for a couple who had happened to visit here unfortunately mm -hmm. my parents had met him too but um but otherwise it was like everyone had to meet him so it was just a whirlwind of like traveling and party after party after party just trying to introduce him to everyone and it was but it was so much fun and it's still such special memories, like looking back on the photos and all of the things we did and him getting to meet everyone. And I think actually the buildup of all of it and mm -hmm. just 
um, having to get through it made it all the more special. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's everything we'd hoped for and more by the mm-hmm. time it came. So I often like try to have low expectations because I'm worried that they won't be fulfilled. But I had high expectations, yeah. and it was really everything and more. So That's so amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So any any plans to at some point relocate to the U.S. or not something that's um no actually we would like to actually I think my husband wants to even more than I do sometimes um because he wants this experience that I have um where life is kind of exciting and um, you get to explore a new place um so we would like to do it but now that we have a child I want him to remember it if we do go live there like I want him to feel a bit American too mm-hmm. um selfishly so I think if we do it it'll be um I don't know still in some years ahead so that um yeah he can actually yeah remember yeah it and and make special memories and even like friends in the U.S. that he could then like go back and, and yeah. visit um, on days too, or or maybe we'd go and stay. I have no idea. It's it's way too hard to predict, but we would um, definitely like to do it as a family for mm-hmm. sure. I think it's I think it's nice for a, a family with more than one culture to experience each other's if it's at, at all possible, and it all depends on so many things, right? Health and jobs and and uh, whatnot, but. Um, definitely uh but i mean for a child even to just grow up with two languages is is fantastic it's it's amazing yeah i'm already i'm already like scared of the the day where he won't want to speak english to me because i know a lot of the kids that go through this phase you just, um, you just never know they all different they all do it in different ways and you might i mean up too and they're completely different in their approach to it and it's a gift it's a real it's really fun even if it's not perfect but it's just you know they they can do it you can do it yeah no definitely definitely we will and and just that sense of reading a reading a bedtime story to your child in your own language is just yeah it's that that alone is like worth the whole the pain of it and I would say so (laughs) we did get a lot of um English books while we were in the U.S. last time, so yeah, we, we yeah. have a stock. As long as your whole environment is is open to it and and happy with it, it's yeah, definitely give it a shot. Um, so if you wrote a letter to your eighteen year old self and uh, told her about your life now, what what do you think she would say? Do you think, wow, you've changed? Um, I must have, but it's also so in line with growing up um, that it's probably hard to differentiate. Um, but I, my 18-year-old self would definitely be shocked um, <laughs> at my life now. That is 100% um, true because I think my 18-year-old self like wanted to move on a farm in Texas. And, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, there's still time. <laughs> there's still time. That for is that. true. <laughs> Who knows? It still doesn't sound that bad, actually. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It'll be interesting. Well, I'll touch base in a few years, and we'll see where you where you're at. <laughs> cool. So it was really lovely talking to you. Yeah, um, but really before we get it. kicked out by Zoom again, I <laughs> just wanted to ask my 
last question. Um, and I always ask this at the end, uh, all my guests, is there anything special that you do when you're really homesick, when you really want to feel that connection to home? Any tradition, any recipe that you make? Um, yeah, so definitely Tex-Mex. So I actually have this on my blog um, about how, how I make Tex-Mex here in Germany because some of the ingredients are harder to come by. But I would make a full fajita spread um, with margaritas and definitely with queso. Uh, <laughs> um, this is, yeah, 100% um, what I would do. And maybe also watch an American football game or University of Texas game in particular. Um, those are, yeah, a couple of things that I would do just to feel that sense of home. Yeah. Oh, my God. You've, you've got to get get your son a, a hook'em hat and shirt and everything. <laughs> oh, I already have it. Already. <laughs> of course you do. Luckily, I got some hand-me-downs from some other college friends who had yep. sons too. Very so. good. Yeah. Get him on a, on a it's, it's, I know in, uh, they play American football in Munich as well. Yeah, the Cowboys, the Munich There Cowboys. we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is actually a funny last note. So um, the first time this year, there will be an NFL game in Munich Oh, at Allianz Arena. And it's November 11th and the tickets went on sale July 19th. I know that because it's my son's birthday. And I had a um, like reminder in my calendar at 9 a.m. I think it was 10 a.m. actually that tickets go on sale. And so I was in labor. Busy giving birth. <laughs> like literally giving birth. And I'm like, me and my husband on our phones, like <laughs> logging onto the site to try and buy tickets <laughs> to this NFL game in Munich. Also, so we can take our son who wouldn't remember, but it would still be fun. And, <laughs> and we were number 600,000 something in the queue so we had no chance so oh my apparently God. there is some major interest in Germany to go to an NFL <gasps> game because this was um yeah outrageous so we didn't get tickets but maybe maybe we still um God you should have you should have been you should have been moved to number one slot for I know, the, you know there was no like just, check a box if you're in labor but <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine you <laughs> Anyway, that's a good story. <laughs> uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Oh, for thanks so much, Stephanie. Making the time and um, well, have a lovely evening and I hope you have a good night's sleep. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> have a good day too. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Alex, for this great conversation. And well, thanks for making me miss not only one, but two places. Well. <laughs> I absolutely miss Texan food. Just talking about it made my mouth water and uh, maybe I need to get Alex to reveal her secret uh, to making queso. I don't know. If you've ever had queso, good queso, you know you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's this amazing, gooey, delicious cheese dip that's um, if you've had a really good one you will never accept anything less and it's really tricky to make yourself so all my previous attempts um, have failed but it's one of those things people have secret recipes that they will never share so who knows maybe I'll just need to experiment more this chat was so much fun I as I said at the 
the beginning. I always like to connect with people who live in places that I know. And it's just so wonderful to hear someone absolutely love a place that is close to my heart. And if you happen to go to Oktoberfest this year there, and you see someone wearing a dirndl and cowboy boots, well, you know who it is. <laughs> Alex, if you're listening, I think you should do it. <laughs> I would kill for a photo <laughs> of you wearing that. And um, I think it's such a good idea. Anyway, um, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And please don't forget to leave a five-star review so that more people find this podcast and we can share more of our expat stories. If you want to be a guest on this show, then please get in touch and we can set something up. I'd love to have you. And if you are interested in finding out more about me and my story, then hop on over to my website. I've put the link in the show notes. Stay safe out there. Enjoy the rest of your summer or winter, depending on where you are. And 